This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour Podcast. I am Ralph Malbro. As always, we are sponsored by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. Les Miles, he was going. Now he's staying. They decided to keep him in the third quarter, apparently Saturday. If you if you if that makes you happy, you could drink. Uh, the Saints, you need drinks. You need drugs you need the morphine that my wife got for the c-section when we had our lovely child there there's not i don't know if there's enough narcotics in the world to get you through what was yesterday but the pelican house can get yeah, you hopefully through. the pelican house offers 136 different varieties of drugs no not drugs but they do have 136 varieties of beer they have a menu that's awesome they have a tv you can watch the pelicans lose you can watch LSU in a bowl game, which will be fun. You could watch um, LSU baseball starts. Ben Simmons is really good. The basketball team's terrible, but whatever. He's awesome. He'll be fun yeah, for you. Didn't they lose to College of Charleston? They today? did. So, <laughs> uh, so the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You should support them because they support us. Okay. My wife gave birth to a baby my boy wife. on Friday. My and the, wife. And the Saints. Kevin, give the quick recap of the Saints-Texans game that you did in the pregame call today. All right, hang on. <laughs> yeah, that sums it up. Uh, I mean, that game that, – Andrew, that's, I want to – That's probably Kevin's best football analysis recap ever. I've ever heard. Ever. Yeah. I mean, Good to have you back on the show, <laughs> Andrew. I'm going to start. Yeah. With, Andrew, I'm going to start with you. Canceled. I'm going to start with you because you did a tweet that I liked, and we chatted. You were, you called and congratulated me, and we chatted yesterday about the game. You said that it was the lowest point in the Sean Payton era, and I was like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then you made the point that the reason why it was the lowest point ever is because the Saints gave up 47 against Washington, and then followed it up by scoring six. If they have a historically bad defense and they can't score an offense. There's nowhere else to go but bottom in the Sean Payton era. Yeah, I mean, I, we've seen this defense perform like this before. This is nothing new. I mean, if anything, it kind of goes back and forth between serviceable, getting turnovers, and getting lit up. Uh, the one constant has always been the offense, putting up points, putting up yards. And, I mean, I always felt like this day would come eventually. You know, Breeze would get hurt or, um, you know, the, Payton would leave or Breeze would leave, and this mess of a defense combined with an offense that couldn't move the football uh, would be disaster. And we've, we're now, we've now seen that in consecutive games. Yeah. Uh, Dave. Mm. Um, I mean, this is the low point. This is the lowest two-game stretch. And Dave, the, these are bad teams they got trashed by. Dave, that's the thing. I don't know if that's true. I don't know Medi- okay, mediocre teams. Here's the thing, though, Dave. There's a, there's I think a Houston's ge- one of the hottest teams in the league right but, now. But, but that being said, Dave, and here's my question to you, the, and I said it in my sleep-deprived column that I wrote yesterday. There's a giant group of NFL teams, probably 15 to 18 teams that are mediocre, okay? And Washington and the Texans are definitely in that group. Their combined record is 11-11. and 11. And in the past two games, they have skull-dragged the Saints. So <laughs> the Saints, to me, 
They're like a are are they in the dregs, Dave, of like the worst three, four teams in the league? I feel like they might be. Well, I mean, they're definitely a bad team. I mean, they are definitely a bad team, and they are definitely one of the worst teams in the league. And I think it's just because this feels a lot like last year. I, I just, I think the locker no, it's rooms worse. Well, it's, it's a lot. It is worse, but it, but it's still. You feel like the. Lo- I mean, where are you getting? I mean, I don't. I just, I, I just because they're just, just, just because of the way they play. I mean, it, it's not, not. There's nothing else to it. I just, I feel like it's just, it's very lethargic out there, and. and uh, you know, to not score a touchdown, you, you you know something's really wrong if they can't even get a damn a damn touchdown. Um, but look, but but what you the the point you just made about how the the overall record of these teams is eleven and eleven or whatever it is, but they're skull dragging the Saints. Look, the Houston Texans, yes, they may have a, a losing record, but first of all, that's still good enough to be in the running in their division. The AFC South. Yeah, and and second of all. Um, They've also they've won the last four straight if you include the Saints game. So I mean, they're a hot team right now, and they're yeah. playing great defense. And they they've shut down. Uh, I forgot who they played before they played the Saints, but they shut down their. They beat the too. Bengals. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I mean, the Bengals are are a good team. So it's you, you can you can take that overall record and you can kind of shove it because it it, 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 it just depends on who you're playing. What team you're playing in that week? And I mean, three, well, four, while, three while four agree, weeks ago. While I agree with you, Dave. While I agree with that, you know, the Bengals game. You look at that as a game where they. I think they won that game like ten three or ten seven. And yeah. while while yes, they are playing insanely good defense right now. They still have like the 29th ranked offense in the NFL. Their their lead back is Alfred Blue, and they have two other backs they use that you've never heard of. They've got one guy. DeAndre Hopkins. That's it. Their quarterback is Brian Hoyer. Uh, they've got a cast of of castoffs, you know, basically that, that make up their offense. And that's the point. Is yes, they can be competitive in these, these games based on the way they're playing defense, based on their front. But the way that they started this game offensively, the way Hoyer just marched down the field, completed passes with seven ease, for seven, top, baby. And the time he was ten for ten at one point yeah. before the before the bird pick he was ten for ten. Right. And the bottom line is, you know, the offense. And they scored on their opening drive. As frustrating for the first as it time was, ever. it's like I said on the podcast last week. I said the one thing that was imperative in this game was the Saints couldn't get down multiple scores. If they kept the game close, the Texans' offense is bad enough that they could hang in there. But if they got down multiple scores and they started throwing every play, it was over because that plays right into the hands of what the Texans well, that's do. That's true, well. they, Andrew. I mean, that's and, and, and so from that standpoint, I set it up that way. And and eight minutes into the game, Dave, it was over. It was finished because they went three. They got a first down. They went three and out. Then they went three and out again, and it was fourteen nothing. Kevin. This, this, look, I'm, I'm not. I'm not really trying to defend the Saints here because I, I look. They, they're terrible. They're, they're absolutely terrible, and I think they're going to be terrible. I, I, unfortunately, I, I may have to go. Right now, they're four and seven. So uh, I, my, prediction was, eight, my t- prediction was eight and eight. I, I may be going to Olive Garden four days straight at this point. They have to uh, run the table, or I'm in wet. They're cat not going to run the table. They, they have to run the table, or I'm in wet cat food. Kevin, the Saints defense. The don't Saints even, don't even don't even get it out of your mind. Man. I just hope we can win a game. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying. I, I mean, no, you got to you got to put a little more. You got to put you got to put more in that, man. <laughs> well, no, I mean the thing is, I'm not saying that they're going nine and seven. I'm just yeah, saying I got, that, like, I got two kids sleeping, man. I'm just saying that the the Ralph Ralph knows. Ralph I know. Knows. I got a kid. I got a kid sleeping in front of me with the hiccups. Uh, He's a newborn. He sleeps through a freight train. <laughs> he does. <laughs> uh, how long does that last? Like a month. But Kevin, the defense for the Saints only gave up 24, and they did manage to hold Brian Hoyer under 110 quarterback rating. So he was, oh, he was, oh, he was 107.6. And I feel like, and I told Andrew this, I feel like when the average got, is going down, baby. <laughs> Kevin, I feel like it's the Dennis Allen effect. I feel like the Saints will probably <laughs> win another game, Kevin. But this defense, man, it's it's officially worse than Spags. Officially, it was worse than that before we put the stamp on it, man. Yeah, but I mean, Brian Hoyer was like the cherry. <laughs> you know? I mean, 
Kevin, if the cherry. Kevin, if they if they if they go one and seven in the second half, which I think is probably likely, they'll probably win a game. If they go one and seven or zero oh and eight, <laughs> are they gonna have like? Is it gonna be like? Ben, old man Benson's gonna get like lucid for like ten minutes and just start firing people left and right. I feel like if they go four and tw- four and twelve or five and eleven, like there's gonna be there's the possibility that a wrecking ball could come on through airline drive. Of course, yeah. There's Dave's contribution. There we go. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Thank God. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Um, what's, what's, what's the thing about uh, about Benson question? just Benson just allowing the team to be a shit show so he can lower the value of the trust? <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw that joke somewhere on Twitter. So there's a uh, nice, that's pretty good. There's a nice, uh, there's just a nice nuke, conspiracy theory the worthy of Carroll before it goes to Rita, right? <laughs> You think you're getting a pile of gold? You think you're getting a pile of gold? I'm giving you a bag of shit. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's gold plated. It's gold plated shit. <laughs> oh man, um, Dave, stop whistling Katy Perry for fuck's sake, Jesus! <laughs> you can hear that? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, that's, really like... that's 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 our premium audio. I'm not even really like whistling. I'm just like blowing air through my mouth. Dave, which is I guess whistling, said. but that's what she said. So, so you're a mouth breather, is what you're saying? <laughs> sort of. I just pucker my lips a little bit more. I mean, I'm so glad that I get a month off of work and I don't have to deal with all the Houston people when I go in telling me how bad the Saints are. When I've been telling, oh, wow, when I've been, that was great timing. When I've been telling that for a yeah. month, I've been telling that for a month. They're like, our offense can't score worth a damn. I'm like, you don't watch the Saints, do you? <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? Brian Hoyer's terrible. I'm like, it doesn't matter. I mean, but he can make you look good. Dude, he could. I mean, if Andrew, if they can't hold Brian Hoyer under a hundred quarterback rating, how are they going to win a football game the rest of the year? Like, exp- explain it to me. They play Jacksonville. Huh. Bortles, Jacksonville's receivers are miles better than the Saints, Dave. I don't know if you pay attention. I would trade. I would trade Jacksonville's wide receivers for the Saints' wide receivers in a like as fast as I could sign the papers. Hey, you know, as depressing as it was, two things happened in that game that actually kind of got me excited. Forbath hits a fifty-seven yarder, the third long. Longest kick in Saints history. I I still can't believe he made it. And and Jarris Bird gets a pick finally. Okay, so wait. I, I, I'll I'll tell you. I, I can I can promise you that the, the game they're going to win is going to be next week against the Panthers. Just just because <laughs> just because that's not the game that they're supposed to win. That's okay. Game. Okay. It's so just, that's let's, just the let's way it works. Go around the horn with this one. If you have to pick right now, you I'm get picking you, the you get one. You get one win. Is it the season sweep over the Falcons or ruining the Panthers' undefeated year? Ooh, Kevin, go first. I'm I'm, I'm taking the Falcons because the, the Panthers are already going to the playoffs. Like, there's no point in. Yeah, but Atlanta's in a death spiral. God, <laughs> I mean, I I would take beating the Panthers, and I honestly think it it could happen. Andrew, I would pick the Falcons, but I I still have that. Growing up, you know, in the NFC West, where the Rams and the 49ers were taking turns winning the stop it, Dave. God, <laughs> um, they, they they were taking turns winning the NFC West every year, and that was never attainable for the Saints. And so the whole season boiled down to how we did against Atlanta. So I, I, there's still some residual there for me of that. Here's the thing. I mean, like Atlanta, they might only win one more game. They're so bad. They are so bad. Remember at five and zero, we on this podcast we read through the rest of their schedule and, and we thought they might go undefeated. <laughs> well, no, no. We, I said like I said twelve and four, and I was serious. I don't like. I mean, man, I it would be, it would be it would be. Block that out of my memory. <laughs> you know, it, I have to say, I think I would pick B 
beating Carolina because it's a home game, and it would be really fun for the home fa- for the home fans than beating Atlanta. Um, but I just I mean, shoot, give me those two, and I'm happy as a clam. Carolina is going to road grade the Saints, though, dude. They're just they're just going to run the ball right no. down their gullet. We'll get to that later. Um, Almost Dennis, beat him with Luke McCown. Uh, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin, yeah, the, the Saints almost beat Arizona too. Uh, Kevin, no. Rob Ryan, how drunk was he Sunday, and what did he have to eat while he watched the Saints just get destroyed? Uh, I'll tell you what. Wait, I, I'll tell you what he ate. It's a five-letter word, <laughs> and it want, starts starting with, with P. Right. Sing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! How much? How, how much did he pay for it? Ooh! Ooh! Free of charge, bros. Free of charge. It's 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 Rob Ryan, man. He's married, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's got like yeah. Like that means anything. Head, Rob Ryan, head coach, Tulane University, needs to happen. Get the hell out of here with! Needs. I, I don't even know who's who is starting these. I don't care. Moments. I love it. He it's needs ridiculous. It needs to happen. It needs to happen so bad. Oh, it would be the think it, of the jokes, be, oh Dave. Gosh. The jokes. The jokes, man, dude. If the the funny thing is, if Rob Ryan could get a good recruiting coordinator, he could get Tulane to six and five in that. BS conference. And the thing is, if he ever got Tulane to six and five, he wouldn't jump to another job. He'd stay at Tulane a decade and be happy to turn out like six and six, seven and five. And Tulane would be happy to have him. Like he would never. Yeah, go. and then you know what would happen when he retired? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you'd get wouldn't. an alumni letter. You'd get a letter from the alumni section <laughs> saying, "Hey, we'd like to build a statue for Rob Ryan. Would you be interested in contributing money?" To that cause. <laughs> Rob Ryan said to he's at Tulane and he ends up going like fifty five, fifty and and uh, fifty five and fifty and they build him a statue. I just hope he hires Ted Gregory as his defensive coordinator. <laughs> God. Dude, I'd be done. Done. Think of the joke. <laughs> well, anyway. No. Um you know Dave I know that people – we thought the 2015 draft was really, really good. But the more I look at it, I'm kind of like, eh. I mean it's better than what they've had the previous five years, but that's like com- comparing a ham sandwich to a bag of poop and saying which one would you rather eat. It's not really a fair comparison. I look at this draft and I'm, I'm like, who's, who's who of this draft, Dave, do you think is going to be really good? If I, if I said pick one of these guys – and bet a thousand dollars that they're going to make two Pro Bowls. Do you think you you would you'd pick a guy? They're going to make two Pro. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, the problem the problem part of the problem is coaching. I mean, I think Stephon Anthony could be a great player in the league. My concern is that the Saints don't have what it takes as far as coaching is concerned to get him to that level. Good point. Um, and. Uh, and that, that's 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 part of the problem. And I mean, the same thing could even would even go for Kikaha. Um, but I mean, Stefan Anthony would be my pick. I think I think he could make two Pro Bowls even even with the Saints. But but I think his potential is limited with the current coaching staff that the Saints have. Andrew. Yeah. No. I think uh, Dave nailed it. Um, man. I mean, I, I wish I could see. Uh, P.J. Williams and Davis Tall. I mean, the, those are kind of the major bummers of this class. Um, Tall would have been really interesting because he was a speed rusher. And yeah, I'm not I mean, saying they, I'm not saying he would have been him a, on third down. I mean, I'm saying sure. he, I'm not saying he would have been a solution. But even if he would have been like Junior Gallette, good 2012, God, that would really help him. And remember, Junior Gallette, I think in 2012 had like five sacks, and he couldn't. He like he was a mad, He would like he was a turnstile against the run. But at least he was he was occasionally interesting, you know. Yeah. Um, this 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 pass rush, Andrew. It's I mean, it's an abomination. Like, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> anemic. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel well, like you know the one thing you know. So in the second half, they started getting off the field a little bit more. And if you go back and watch it, it's clear that any time it's third and more than five, 
Allen was sending five or six every single time. In fact, the one sack they produced when Cam Jordan got there uh, was thanks to uh, sending Jarris Bird off the edge. And, uh, you know, the left tackle basically slid over to pick up Bird blitzing, which got the next guy over, the left guard, on, uh, on Cam Jordan. He put a good move on him got inside and got the sack. So what prevents them from do, what, why would Dennis Allen not do that on first and second? Excuse me. What would why would Dennis Allen not blitz more on, on the early downs, Andrew? Well, I think the issue with the early downs is is they're trying to focus on helping the run defense because it's so bad. And so what what's what, no, but I mean what's happening to the, this defense right now is what hemorrhaging everything is well no that what teams are doing on first and 10 a lot of times is they're running a hard play action and the saints are preaching i think and, and so desperate to do a better job of stopping the run on first and 10 because they've been so bad at it it's a huge area of focus which means these teams are running hard play action fakes the saints are biting on it really hard and so we're seeing zone coverage on the back end which is leaving receivers that are running cross routes wide open 15 yards down the field. Or if that's covered, uh, they're running tight ends underneath away from the play action, and teams are just gutting the Saints with that. And so they're not even getting to a lot of third downs because, you know, they're, they're getting chunk plays, you know, on the first few plays of the drive. Kevin, that fun month that we had where the Saints won three in a row and um... – looked competitive and we had fun looking at the future schedule saying how easy it was and it was easy they just the saints just stink um and we thought maybe the offense had turned a corner but now that i look back at those three games those three wins were were uh, the giants whose defense is terrible and was banged up um the colts whose defense is is pretty awful and, and luck 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 was your yeah, and and and, and uh, Atlanta, who is in a complete and utter uh, death spiral. So, Kevin, my question to you is: Which we started. <laughs> well, that's something, Dave. We lit that fire. We gave them football aids. Yep. <laughs> uh, That'll actually they're going to use that term on the uh, on the 2015 uh, NFL recap of the season. <laughs> Atlanta went just, to New Orleans for a fun long weekend Thursday night and got the football and they aid. left with football aids. <laughs> but Kevin, <laughs> oh my God, Charlie Sheen! You know what I put on? You know what I put on my iTunes? I put the old CBS 1980s NFL Today opening theme, and it is awesome. Ooh, I'm gonna have to look that up on YouTube. It's fantastic. It's the pots and pans. It's like and I should you should play that on the podcast. Right and now. I I can't because I don't have that capability. Uh, but, oh, somebody does. Oh yeah, and somebody single who doesn't have a baby to worry about. <laughs> My wife actually took the baby. My, My wife. My wife. My wife. All right. Let's see. Uh, nine, hang on. CBS Sports. Put in pot, NFL pots and pans, and that'll pull it up because that's what it sounds. That's what it kind of sounds like. And, it, and pa- put the, Kevin. That's how I found the the good version of it. As I had. Uh, a, oh, hang on. I've got CBS Sports. So surely we had somebody that ranted this week. No. No. no the thing was, we uh, I didn't have time to record it because I was in the hospital for a week, for a week. But, I have 80 – oh, shit, they call it the pots and pans. <laughs> I'm not lying, Kevin. That's the thing they don't tell you about when your wife goes into the hospital. My lie. You have My a, lie. You have a ton of just free time to do nothing because you're just there and like – All right, well, wait, wait, hang on. That's it. Is this, is this it? That's it. That's some good stuff, man. That's the best, that's the best opener. Okay. Is that it? That's it. That's good stuff, man. Jimmy the Greek's gonna come on and give us some plays. Yeah, that's, I feel like the Chicago yeah. Bears are about to win a Super Bowl. That's, it is, and it's awesome. That's it's a, it was, I was ten. It was the best, the best of times. Um, oh, this used to be our old uh, intro. 
It was for a little bit. That was bad. That I remember a, that. That was a long time ago. That Kevin. That was like 2007, 08. That was. It was just me and you. Right. How the hell do I remember? I can't, dude. I can't remember what people I met two days ago, and yet I remember that. <laughs> go in the go in the archives for Blog Talk Radio and pull up a podcast from 2008, and you can have that too. I can hear. I can hear Wang screaming right now. Do a new intro. <laughs> Man, I might, you know, as a, me when me and me and the we and the kid as the wife when the wife goes back to work and I have a lot the of wife. the wife sat <laughs> Friday Saturday, um, but I wonder, uh, Kevin, if when do when do Saints fans turn on this shit show? Because I feel like. <laughs> That doesn't really what, what do you mean? Be, be a little more specific. When? What I mean, mean, like, when does, the, when does the crowd get really, really upset in the dome and start oh. to turn on them? Is it Carolina this week, Kevin, you think? I, well, I mean, I haven't been there for any of the home games, so I couldn't tell you for sure. But, I mean, I, oh, I'm, it, it's I'm, I mean, I mean, I yeah. mean Dave, haven't they booed them at halftime if they've been getting a uh, – No, not over? really. No, because you got to remember they're 4-7 and seven right now. They had it. They were four and four at their last home game, and they played the Titans in overtime. So it was a close game. It was tight right up until the end. It's the last over over the last three weeks they've had a bye in two road games, and it's the two road games where they've really embarrassed themselves and gotten housed. So this is the first opportunity they really have. In talking about fans witnessing this in person, it's really the first opportunity Saints fans have. To let the team know how they feel about their recent play, Dave, you're well, a season I, two. I, I can I can tell you right now if if they play the way they played against like Washington or Houston, if they play like that against Carolina, it's certainly going to happen. Oh, it'll happen in the first quarter. They bet this offense. If they fall behind, I think the crowd will turn on them. Like they they this crowd, they're gonna. I think they're going to the the Carolina game. They're going to the game angry. Like the the yeah. resi the resi well no the resignation might have set in that the Saints are terrible, but when you're a season ticket holder and you trudge to the game, and you might know in your heart and your mind that Carolina is going to kick them in the face, but when you sit in the stadium and you're paying, like my my mom does eighty seven dollars a ticket, and you spend twenty dollars to park, and they're down fourteen to nothing after one quarter to Cam Newton. You get upset and you get pissed, you know. So Cam I, wish Newton, I, was God, I promise you, Cam Newton's not going to do anything to help that either <laughs> with his antics. No, and I'm Carol, sure he's like, going to get people riled up even more. I think that Carol. Oh, I, I mean, I know, I know, Saints fans hate Atlanta, but man, I think the Saints players, they like Carolina's number one on their dislike list. I mean, you know, they had the brawl last year in the dome when Carolina kicked them in the face. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I got to say, Michael Vick's gone. Roddy White's kind of decrepit. Yeah, he, he's just not. He's kind of a non-factor. You know, Sante Samuel's gone. So the Falcons just don't really have anyone that, that just gets under your skin. I mean, Cam Newton's really. If I had to pick one guy in the division that's really inherited that title, it's definitely him. <laughs> oh, if I had to pick one guy in the league. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, I mean, before I get to the Twitter questions, which are delightful, by the way, is there any – Is there any? You are a delight. Is, is there any final thoughts that we didn't get to that any of you three knuckleheads want to pontificate about the shittiness of the Texas yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, there, there's one thing I want to say real quick. Um and I think the thing that's most deflating and disappointing about this season, it, the reason it feels so similar to last year is, um, if you remember, <laughs> what is going on <laughs> every time? <laughs> what is going on? I have no what idea. What is that? Kevin, did you just like, I feel like Kevin just like flipped through a, a book or something, or like, or is like, or is like, is like, is like, is like, uh, is like, uh, Shaving a potato or something? What, Kevin, what are you doing? I feel like I'm Chris Berman. You know, how am I supposed to think? Oh. <laughs> What's going on in the background? Fire uh, that intern. Yeah. But, uh, God I'm damn sorry, it! I'm man. sorry to explode, but uh, God, just 
so fucking rude. Uh, <laughs> Jazz hands. <laughs> but um, so no, that, that's my allergies. It's, it's it's similar to last season because I feel like while they were losing early and last year they were losing early. I mean, if you remember last year, there was the tough road game in Atlanta where they lose in overtime. Cleveland. They lose to the Browns on the last play of the game, and you know, a lot of close games and. Kind of the same thing this season, four and four. You know, they start rough, but they've had a close game against the Cardinals and then, you know, a tough loss, but pretty close against the Bucks, where they come back a little bit. Um, and then they get back to four and four and you start, you start to feel okay about the season. And then the doors just blow off the place. And, and it's for the second straight year, it's the deeper they get. It's like they're, they're progressively getting worse with it all coming to a head, like, you know, about 11, 12 games in, yeah, and it's, where, where, where they just defense, completely collapse. This, and this defense, is the second straight season they're doing this, and it's like the teams that get to the playoffs are the teams that are improving. Yeah, they might start the season bad, but you know they kind of give you hope going into the next year because it's like, okay, at least well, you know they, no, they, they caught a, fire, they caught on to something. This team is is just imploding. It's a Again. good. It's a good. It's a. That's a knock on Sean Payton that they've imploded after getting a four and four. They've imploded the last two Novembers. And the thing is, is that to me, the most concerning thing is if you look at this defense now against Arizona, who is the best team in the NFC, I think, even though Carolina is undefeated, the Saints had the ball down 24 to 20 on the road in that game. And the defense that game was we, we said at the time was okay to decent. Now... That performance they gave in Arizona, if you told me I could get that for five more weeks, I'd sign the papers right now. I mean, that's yeah. – the, the the difference between the defense then and the defense now is night and day. So yeah. – um, And so and so when, when someone asks, okay, so why is that? To me, the answer is clear. And, and the reason why is these bad drafts coming back to haunt them because as you get deeper into a season, you're going to have injuries. It's going to test your depth. And they have and in the last two seasons, the saints have had the depth. And for years we talked about, Oh, they're so good at finding gems no. on, on undrafted players. No, they're not. And, and they're they're bad at drafting. Many, there's too many undrafted guys that are playing right now in the saints because they've drafted so poorly and their depth sucks. And these guys are forced to play, and they're just not good enough. No, the Saints have a bunch of undrafted free agents because their draft picks are so terrible that the Saints have more opportunities to make the team. It doesn't mean they're good. Yes, and that's what I, I argue yep. with media people. But uh, let's get to the Twitter questions because they're fun. Uh, this is from this is from Jutes Magoots. I like Ooh, that. I like that name. Ralph, who shits the bed first on Sunday, Browner or your newborn? Well, my newborn is a <laughs> Hall of Fame uh, bed shitter. Sh- shitter. He is, as as are all newborns. They just—that's what they do, man. And uh, they just—they got it down. I would say though, is wait till you, wait till you introduce real food, buddy. Oh, well, well I was about to say, yeah, is it? Is it still like the black tar? Yeah, you could pave a road the with merconium. It. Yeah. Uh, his, depending on his feeding schedule, he he usually feeds at about one. He usually feed well. He usually feeds about twelve, and then he, he like crap his diaper, you know, like an hour later. So like Brandon Browner has to screw up in the first quarter. So I would say Brandon Browner. Oh, that should sure. be a cinch. Yeah. Uh, so okay, this is a good one for you, Andrew. This is from Michael. <laughs> Tarango. So Les Miles' job is safe, and if we had... Okay, uh, all right, hang on a second. That's your headline... No, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt. That is your headline for the podcast. Who craps... Who will crap the bed first, Ralph's baby or Browner? (laughs) Like, there's your headline. Ralph's newborn baby. We do... We do serious football analysis here. (laughs) We do. Um, Oh, by the way, we... I have to say real quick... I just thought it was so hilarious that the one time Jarris Bird actually gets a pick, Browner couldn't let him just have the pick. He had to have a penalty <laughs> on the return. Like he just couldn't help himself. He's like, there's no way I'm letting Bird have this moment to himself. And I thought when they had the penalty, I was like, it's coming back because Browner had a hold. Um, no, you did You asked. You were yesterday. You were saying, oh, yeah, Browner didn't have any penalties yesterday. And I had to remind you that, no, he did. 
Well, yeah. I lost my fucking mind yesterday because of that. Sorry. But I didn't. But I didn't think it was. But I didn't think it was. Uh, oh, I don't know. I'm on two hours sleep. I don't even remember the podcast, Kevin. <laughs> I don't even remember. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, but back to my question, Andrew. <laughs> yeah. So Les Miles' job is safe, which was a shit show in itself. The LSU, I could see the boosters like in the middle of the third quarter. We're going to keep Les Miles. I like him. So Les Miles' job is safe. Should we turn our attention to Sean Payton's job security? It's a good question. Well, first of all, I think it's clear that that LSU wanted Jimbo Fisher. Fisher's agent took LSU for a ride and used it as leverage to get him a little raise. And – uh, then there was a report out there that LSU tested the waters with Chip Kelly, um, and I think they got quickly shut down there. And so, yeah, I don't I don't think LSU was ever going to fire Les Miles and hire some some like up and coming guy. Like they were only going to do it if they felt like they got a guy that was an upgrade. And so I think they were aiming for the stars, Fisher and Kelly. And when neither worked out, they I think Les Miles was option C, and so that's why they decided to retain him. But um, with Sean Payton, again, I, I just with, – with Tom Benson, I mean, unless something crazy happens, either in court or with his health, I think he's loyal and, to Loomis and Payton. And I, the, I really – I firmly believe regardless Colts, of what happens, they stay. And the Colts are winning, man. I don't know if they're going to get rid of – they probably will get rid of Pagano. Um, and the Dolphins, man, they are a shit show. My wife – I said, I said, I said in the in the hospital, I said I can get the Dolphins on the iPad. Do you want to watch the Dolphins instead of the Saints? And she said, Why don't you just turn it all fucking off? Because <laughs> <laughs> and she and she was on like two pain medications. I was like. I'm, and you know what? I should have. I should have just clicked it off. I, I watched the last quarter and a half anyway. Um, Dave, how cheap will Monday Night Football <laughs> Lions Saints tickets go for if the losing continues? Uh, who asked this question? That was from Alfredo. Oh, Alfredo. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, we touched on it earlier. You, you touched on how your mother is upset about paying eighty-seven dollars a ticket. Which, by the way, I would be. I wish I was paying eighty-seven dollars a ticket. Um, so well, excuse me. Well, yeah, he's with, well, he's that's with you're choosing. That's because you're choosing to sit right up front in the Coliseum there. My mom is in the terrace, row 641, baby. I'm not trying to be snooty. I'm just saying that I, if anybody's going to be angry. It's going to be the I, dude I, paying a couple bills <laughs> per seat. I, will, I wish I wasn't so close to Ben Watson's mom that I could lick her. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen her all season. Uh but you know, so it, you know, it after is, that drop, after that drop touchdown pass, she better not show her face. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, so, if they, if they keep losing, it's it's uh, it's going to be a, uh, difficult to have to trudge to the game and uh, pretend like I'm enjoying it. Um, and it's hard. It's hard. It's, this season, it's been hard to get people to come to the games with me. Yeah. You know, no, normally. Well, it's like, you know okay, what the real bummer is? Is I you know I usually come home for an extended period in December. Um, so, you know, I usually get two home games in cause I'm, I'm, you know, from mid December to new year's Eve, I'm usually around. Um, so I'm going to the lions and Jaguars games and they will just be completely meaningless and useless. I did that. Yeah. I did that in 2012. I went to Tampa where it was the miracle shutout and Carolina, the season finale. Yeah, that's the thing that's tough for me about going home at that time. It's like, you know, if they're in the middle of a playoff run or it's if, awesome. if the games mean something, it's amazing. Yeah. But if I go and obviously, you know, it's it's a season like this year. Aren't you excited to watch Blake Bortles drop 145 quarterback rating on them? No, no, not at all. Hey, Kevin, if Peyton won't replace coaches, should we replace Peyton? That's a really good question. Um, what, uh, <laughs> wait, wait a minute. If Peyton won't replace the coaches, should I, we replace Peyton? I mean, should he, like, should he have to make some significant staff changes? Um, I, I would... <laughs> I I hope he does. I mean, he already got they already got rid of the defensive coordinator. Uh so hopefully 
hopefully he'll be able to make a a, a good defensive coordinator hire in the offseason because I sure as hell don't see it being Dennis Allen. Um, I think it will be, but keep going. I I I, I don't like. <laughs> If he doesn't do anything in the off season, well then, well then that automatically puts him on the hot seat. Well, well, listen, listen, let's just try this on. I'm curious what you guys think about this. I mean, clearly, you know, Mickey Loomis was the GM and Sean Payton was the, the head coach when the team won the Super Bowl. So obviously, they at least know what they're doing to some degree because they've been and and in 2006 they made it to the NFC Championship. Yeah. So you know they've had some success. Uh, but uh, they kind of in this off season, they basically told us we blame the lack of success in recent years on the scouting department, and so we're going to completely revamp how we do the draft. We're going to get a bunch of draft picks, and we're going to restock. I think when you look at it that way, it was going to be hard for them to have much success this year, which is why, by the way, I predicted them to go six and ten to start the season. So my question to you guys is, is it really fair when it, it's, a, it's a scouting issue and it's a talent evaluation issue and bringing in the right young guys into the building, is it really fair to expect when those changes have been made for it to turn around in, in less than a year? Well, no, the thing that I will say, Andrew, is that whoever in the offseason – whether it was the offensive line coach or the pro personnel guy or whoever, whoever said, our guards are good for 2015, and you can go and get uh, C.J. Spiller, and you can go get a – like whoever evaluates guards or if it was the offensive line coach should have been on the table saying, we need two new goddamn guards, and we need them now. You need to draft a young guy. You need to do something because the three guards we got ain't good enough. And if they didn't say that, they need to get fired. The special teams coach needs to get fired. Like they need to make they need to make staff changes. I think. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, this is from Dylan. Uh, which team will make the playoffs sooner, the Saints or the Pelicans? Who? <laughs> man, the pel the fucking Pelicans, man. I, I can't. I don't. I don't. I... I don't like Pelicans. All I know is that they have won four games and they've I, lost like a gabillion. I know. I, me and Andrew have purchased the NBA League Pass, so that's why we're so angry. That was a big mistake. It was a huge mistake. Um, this is a good question. Uh, well, we didn't even answer it. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, I gotta say, I, I gotta think it's the Pelicans if they can ever get healthy. Yeah, I mean, they're not. They're not going to make the playoffs this year, but maybe next year they have a good off season. And I, I don't know if the Saints are making the playoffs next year. I don't know if the Saints are making the playoffs till 2018. This is a great question. I'll start it off, but I want everybody to answer it and think about your answers while I'm doing it. Rank your top five moments during the Sean Payton Drew Brees era. Well, number one is Tracy Porter interception. Number two is Steve Gleason. Uh, number three, I'm going to put uh, the uh, Drew Brees Monday night against New England. And number four is going to be one that's going to surprise you guys is I'm going to put Sean Payton's first game in Cleveland because they went to Cleveland. We didn't have any idea how good they could be if Sean Payton knew how he coached. And he coached the pants off Romeo Cornell. Now, I know Romeo Cornell is a terrible coach, but it was really nice to see for the first time in like a decade look at the game and go, wow, our coach is way better than the coach on the other sideline. And that's number four for me. And number five is probably um, the Detroit playoff game where they didn't punt. So, Dave, your top five. Hmm. This is tough. I mean, uh, I don't know about the necessarily the order, but, I mean, this, this Steve Gleason's block is in there. That's one. That's That's one of the five, not necessarily number one. Um, I, uh, I, I, obviously, I guess I got to go with, um, just for me personally, I would go with Garrett Hartley's kick in the dome to send the team to the Super Bowl. Um, I'm kind of. I'm kind of coming at it from a personal level. Like, I mean, I, Tracy Porter's interception obviously was huge. And I was, I mean, I was, I 
guess I gotta put Porter's interception in there. I wanna put I wanna put in That was not me, by the way. That was me. <laughs> it's the cat. <laughs> it's the I like cat. That you specified that one. <laughs> Sorry, the cat is going. The cat is going berserk, and I was trying to help. Put him. that fucker <laughs> down. Jesus. <laughs> Put him out of his misery. I. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I'm sorry. Keep going. Well, that was the meet around was the last. Oh, nice. The meet around. I like it. <laughs> okay, keep going. I think that was his five. That was, I thought that was four. Yeah, he dropped out. He'll be uh, back. He, he was he was cutting in and out. Yeah. Um. Go ahead. There he. Dave's back. Go ahead, Dave. What? Go, go what ahead. was your fifth one? What was your fifth one? The Mitra round. Okay, go. Andrew, go. Well, you're five. Well, obviously, Tracy Porter's pick in the Super Bowl. I mean, when, just winning the Super Bowl. I mean, that's got to be number one. Uh, there were so many plays in that game. Uh, the Lance Moore two-point conversion, the, the onside kick. Uh, uh, so that's number one. Uh, Gleason, number two. Um, I mean, you guys haven't said it, but for me, the road win at Philly was so fun. I mean, with the Popeyes and the Gatorade oh, yeah. and, and that the whole thing, and then Shane Graham making that kick. I mean, that, that was awesome. Um, so that's up there for me. Um, Breeze breaking the Marino record was – I mean, I, I know Peyton Manning ended up breaking it, but at the time, uh, that that was pretty cool. Was yeah, pretty I was at that game too. That was, did that. That was awesome. Um, um and what else would I throw out there? Um, you know I, I would say oh just make, making the <laughs> I would say just making the NFC Championship game in 2006. I mean, uh, obviously it pales in comparison to the Super Bowl now, um, but you know just getting there, um, get going to that game in Chicago and Deuce McAllister running for almost 200 yards against the Eagles uh, was pretty incredible. Kevin. Yeah, you could probably take the. You could probably go with all uh, with five from the uh, original, like the 06 season. Like, there's enough uh, great moments from the 05 season. The, the, 06, um, yeah. uh, the 06, sorry. Yeah, Dallas, <laughs> the, uh, Dallas, the turned, yeah, yeah, Dallas, Dallas getting thumped was in phenomenal. Dallas. Mike Carney, like, the Mike Carney, yeah, Mike, Mike Carney laying a beating on the Cowboys. I think that was, my, was that Parcells last year. It was, yeah. I mean, Sean Payton just uh, just obliterating his his his. That's teacher. one of my that's one of my most favorite columns I ever wrote. After that game, I was like, "The Saints can win the goddamn Super Bowl," and I'm dead serious because they just trucked Dallas, and Dallas was the, at the time was the NFC favorite. Um. So so okay. So I'll go. Uh, I'll go Gleason. Um. I'll say Reggie running back. A, I th- what was it? A punt return, or was it a kick return against Tampa? Yeah, a punt. Because that was his first touchdown. Yeah, was it? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, because I was and in. Won I the was, game. Yeah. Right. I was watching the game. I was there, and and he before the kick was like lifting his arms. He was he was in. He was like getting in the into it. The crowd was getting up. And going ape shit, and I turn to everybody that I'm sitting with, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, he's 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 feeling it, man. This is he's uh, <laughs> he's seeing it, and sure enough, boom, boom, and everybody looked at me like I like I was uh, Christopher Walken in in the Dead Zone or whatever the hell that movie was. So the, uh, those two, I'll say Tracy Porter. <clears throat> I mean, Tracy Porter, legend killer. Oh, by the way, who's 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 having a renaissance? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me of that, Ralph. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. I'll say Jimmy Graham breaking the goalpost uh, uh, in in Atlanta. Oh, that was fun too. Because that was fun. And so wait, I said that. I said that. I said that. I said that. And I'll say the uh, the beating the piss out of the Patriots on Monday Night Football and Breeze getting the perfect rating like that, like. Like that was the definitive, you know, 
you know, fuck your couch. <laughs> that was awesome. All right. Um, so now we got to get to this Saints-Carolina game. Mm. Uh, oh, by the way, Ralph, um, yeah. I'm in first place in the Children's League yeah, in Tennessee. My how, much, how much payout do I get for that? Uh, I think you get like uh, 200 and something. I forget. Wait, for first place? Yeah. Well, what about for winning the whole league? That's it's it's winner take all. Oh, there's no playoffs. Yeah, I mean you got playoffs, but like. You oh, so win. you don't get it. So if you're the first seed going into the playoffs, like you're in first place in the standings, you don't get anything. No. Oh, you get a okay. you get a add a boy. Oh, come on. You get a add a boy. Oh, uh, all right. Here's add a boy. That's, that's deflating. <laughs> Carolina. Carolina is a seven-point favorite against the Saints. When was the, have, have the Saints ever been a seven-point underdog at home in the Shillington era? No, never. No, no way. So, uh, Andrew, I'll start with you. Saints, Carolina. Uh, it, it's going to be a bloodbath. Um, yeah, everything. <laughs> Weren't you Car- the one that was positive last week? I, I was really positive. Yeah, I picked the Saints to win. Uh, yeah, I picked the Saints to lose last week, but um. I thought it would be a lot closer, but I, I just think everything Carolina does well plays right into what the Saints do poorly, and I just think Carolina is going to run the ball with ease. Um, I think Cam Newton is going to throw to Greg Olson, who will be wide open a, a maddening number of times. And defensively, I think it's going to be a lot like what we saw against Houston. I think the offensive line is going to play poorly. It's hard to move the football. Um, it's going to be hard to run, and uh, I, th- I think it's going to be really ugly. I think this game will be done early in the third quarter. Uh, I'll go 38-17, Panthers. Dave? Uh, well, I'm, uh, Saints are going to win this one. Oh, they're, my Jesus. They're, uh, they're, they're not supposed to win. They're supposed to lose. This is an easy game to, to, to bet against the Saints, and that's all the more reason why uh, they're going to win this one. Shock Saints the world. The only bigger and, uh, under, the only bigger underdog this week mm-hmm. is Philadelphia is a nine and a half point dog in New England. I, I get it. I, I I'm not saying I, I get why why the spread is the way it is, but uh, I'm just saying, Ralph. I think you should bet your newborn son that uh, <laughs> that the Saints, Saints are, are going to win. And uh, I'm going to give uh, the player of the game to uh, Mark Ingram, my buddy Mark Ingram. Oh my God. I'm going to give dog of the game. I'm going to give dog of the game to Breeze four picks. <laughs> Kevin, oh, it's going to be one of those games. Kevin, he still hasn't had a real turnover binge game yet this year. Yeah, that's You're right. true. Yeah. Kevin, um, God, let's see. Uh, right here, home. Uh. Saints do just enough to keep it close, but in the end, they get kicked. You know, the fans and the team get kicked in the dick. So, so I'll go. He's uh, got a full range of predictions here. Twenty-seven, twenty-four. Uh, no, twenty-seven, twenty-three, and the goat will end up being one of the wide receivers who will fumble the ball at the uh, in the end of the game, essentially icing it. That sounds like something ripe for Colston. I'm going to go... I didn't want to say Colston specifically, because I fe- I, it just feels bad shoveling but dirt you on him. Thinking so. it, but you were thinking it. Kevin, I, yeah, you, I was. You st- I was. <laughs> Kevin, you stole my thunder. I'm going to go 28-27 Carolina, and... Cam Newton is going to come no, out. Please, and I can't. I he's, can't. He's going to stink. Cam Newton is going to stink in the first half, and the Saints are going to build no, a nice lead. Don't give me hope. But they're this not. The they're not going to convert. They're not. They're going to. They're going to run ass backwards into like two or three turnovers. But no. they're not going to convert them all to touchdowns. Literally, their asses are going to be backwards. Yeah. So they'll be up in the third quarter, like twenty-four to seven. God, don't but do then the defense me. will play like the Saints' defense, and Cam Newton will lead them all the way back because Carolina plays a ton of close games, and Carolina will win again, and everybody will be like, they're 12-0, and but they barely beat the shitty-ass Saints. Carolina, you're the worst undefeated team we've ever seen. 
and that's what it's going to be. Uh, so, you know, we didn't have a rant this week because I was at the hospital. That, of all those scenarios we just pointed out. Mine's the worst. Ralph is by far just the, the most disheartening. It is. Like, and that's what, it, that's what it's going to be. Like, like I, I'd rather just get housed. Yeah. Like, like it's going to be like they're going to play. They're going to be playing crunk in the third quarter. And it's going to be fun. You're going to be like, well, it's a fun Sunday at least, and then it'll just all go to crap. Uh, we didn't have a rant this week because I was in the hospital, but uh, with my wife. So, my wife. My wife. So, my wife. Uh, you can go because you had a baby. Yeah, you can donate a dollar. I didn't have anything. My Most, wife. Yeah, I don't know if everyone's going to know that. You might need to specify. Yeah, my we wife. We don't want people thinking she got hit by a car. No, she didn't. My wife had a lovely, lovely. My wife had our lovely, lovely child, Maxwell. My wife. Uh, are, you, are you getting her a push present? Uh, yeah, she did get a couple of push presents, and she she's going to get another post baby present. Uh, well, easy there, making us look bad. Uh, you know, but they were like tiny things. I I made I I made a I made a commitment for a for a uh, a handbag that I didn't realize the price of it, <laughs> and uh, I need to come up with the cash. And I told her, I said, as soon as we sell my other car, you can get your handbag. You have two cars. Well, I bought a new car because I can't have a baby in a Mini Cooper. You had a Mini Cooper? I had a Mini Cooper. So I have to get rid of the Mini Cooper. <laughs> don't you remember this? Yeah. Like, his car no. broke down? Yeah. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, like the, the Mini Cooper. Kevin was like, that. that's not a joke. I like, like how no, you call it a Mini a Cooper. It's not a Mini Cooper. It's a Mini Cooper. Mini Cooper. Uh, so, uh, but that's the reason. But you can rent. You can do- All you have to do is donate a dollar. Like Winnie a Cooper. Yeah, like but Winnie Mini Cooper. Cooper. But Mini Cooper. You can donate a dollar. And you can get a chance to rant about the Saints being terrible. It can be like your therapy. So donate a dollar, get a chance to rant. We'll have another person rant next week, I promise. Um, so go to Saints Nation. Andrew's got the grades for the defense and the offense. Uh, Andrew, you do the Lord's work grading that defense all year long, man. I don't know. I, I don't know how you do it. Um, you can go to you can go to Canal Street Chronicle. Dave has fun stuff, threads, and. Uh, Collages and such, and Kevin is trolling for women. Kevin is trolling for women on Twitters and the OK Cupid and the Ashley Christian Swingle. And he might occasionally say something about wrestling. Yeah, wrestling. So, um, by occasionally you mean every tweet. <laughs> so for all of us knuckleheads, uh, until next week, uh, be well and God the Saints are ruining the fall. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.